0: Hot off the press. Brand new episode of the Call to Arms podcast coming at you right now. If you are listening to the pod for the very, very first time, then welcome. It's fun over here. If you've been here since the very, very start, episode one from season one, then hey, thanks for being a lifer. If at some point you are just joining us, if you joined us in the middle, if you left and then came back, it doesn't really matter. You're here now and let's go and win ourselves a championship. That is what... Chot Reyes essentially did, taking a nine-year head coaching break from the PBA, comes back and uh, what does he do? First conference back as a head coach under the most arguably stressful, unprecedented, difficult circumstances in terms of a PBA conference, he goes and wins a championship. That's chip number nine for Coach Chot Reyes and while many of us know him because of him being a head coach. Uh, What a lot of us fail to kind of really grasp is the breadth of the man that he is and the depth of the man that he is. Uh, Experts in multiple fields, not just head coaching. I'd argue as good of a head coach as he is, and he's a really, really good head coach. I hope he doesn't take offense at this. I think that's his second or third best skill (laughs) um, because he's proven on multiple occasions in multiple fields that he's one of the best to do it. I messaged him, we talked a little bit, I congratulated him, and on his first day back with his family, after 60 plus days away, he said, sure, I'll come on your podcast. And that is what you're about to hear. Fresh off a championship, talking life, talking basketball, talking... His own players, opponents, talking about the guys going to the B League, talking about the future of the PBA, anything and everything we could ask, Coach Shot, we did. And yeah, we're excited to give it to you. So here it is without any more hesitation, without any more waiting, as always the pod is produced and made possible by the amigo toby from hr original art by alan martin and original theme music track called tropical vikings by careless music manila my name is nico ramos and this this folks is the call to arms podcast something going on around the islands
1: money flowing ever i've been promised just another vacuum in the tropics taking over trying to stop this novice make it kill Finna conquer, yeah, yeah. I'm a dreamer. The floor is lover.
0: Yeah. going on around the island. Straight fire when we vibe and promise. Now a nine time PBA champion coach. As if as if the resume needed some more adding to it. But uh, if there's one thing we know about Coach Shot Reyes, he doesn't stop, and he makes time for the podcast on the first day back at home. Coach Shot, I can't begin to tell you how much I appreciate this. maraming salamat.
1: My pleasure, my pleasure. Thanks for the invite, Nico.
0: Well, let's get right into it. Habang fresh pan, no? I mean literally. Uh, I still feel like this is the best time to talk to you, when it's right after the moment. After the championship, after the final buzzer, I think what was written about very widely and the observation of many people was seeing you on the steps of the stage, kind of walking a little bit away from your team for a second. No puka, it seemed like your emotions kind of took over. You're not one to be, you know, to hesitate to tap into your emotions, but can you walk us through a little bit what that what that moment was like? I know we're jumping straight into it here, but I really want to capture it fresh. When you stepped away and you sat there, what were the thoughts and what were the feelings?
1: Um, first of all, my belief, because as a coach, is that championships belong to the players. So I, I really don't want to take away from the celebration, from that moment. That that's theirs. That, that that moment is there. So uh, it's always been my my uh, my habit uh, after championships just to to really just move to the side. And uh, actually, I was on my way up. If the if the the, the TV Five people just didn't tell me that they needed me for interview and all, because the, the dugout, the locker room uh, at the Davsu is, is on the second floor. I was on my way up now because uh, you know I wanted that to to be uh, the a special moment for the players. Uh, as for what I was feeling, uh, you know how it is when you're in 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 a in a series where you really kind of it's suspended the uh, emotion, suspended thinking because you you're disciplining your mind to just focus on the job at hand you know what mm. adjustments need to be made how to prepare uh and you don't have time for all the other you know uh, frustrations difficulties or hurt uh, that you're feeling uh so it's that time when when it's all over that the, the, that's when those emotions uh, uh come and wash over you so like you said I'm I am a big believer that we shouldn't bottle our emotions we shouldn't be brooding about it. it it's it's better if we were able to to give space for our emotions to gush out so so you lang I was just uh, those were the thoughts in my mind and the fact that I'm going home tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we if we, we could have gone home last night eh, but the players decided that uh, no let's all stay to celebrate it uh so we stayed overnight in the at the hotel we had dinner drinks and you know how the masarap do yung and all of the reflections so uh, so yun so you know you put all of those things together and and and, and that's the emotion plus a, a huge layer of uh, relief a relief that you know that it's over it was so difficult uh we were what did I say? Sixty-eight days or that the, the, yesterday we, we were on our ninth week already in the bubble. So that's really long. I, I've that's the longest I've been away from home, even longer than my time in, in all the travel we did in Vilas. <laughs> we were the most we I was gone was forty-five days. Uh so this was much longer than that. So sixty-eight days or something. So
0: co shot, what a lot of people know about you, you know, is, and also what you've been doing. In between the time from before you came back to the PBA and something that you continue to do now is your motivational speaking. And, you know, I've been lucky enough to either facilitate or attend a couple of uh, the talks that you've been on. And one thing that I've personally taken away and I've learned from one of your talks is the power of, and, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but the power of visualizing, right? The power of putting yourself, I remember you distinctly saying, put yourself in that position of success. Imagine that moment, Right. But as you say, when you're coaching and you're in the series, you're trying to stop yourself to some extent from thinking past, you know, like there's two minutes left on the clock, ka. you're still not you know, a- able to put yourself there. How do you find the balance? Because I think that that's kind of the tricky thing, right? I-, I think that that's something that's difficult to do, whether it's in basketball or, and this is something you're very good at, whether that's in life.
1: Uh I, I call that the, the paradox of, of leadership, if you will. Uh if you think about it, there's there are very few things in not only in basketball or sports, but even what we do in life and what you do in media that are black and white. Mm. It, it's it's all it's all a paradox. It's all something where, like I said, uh one of the things I told my players right after the game in the locker room when everything was said and done. The first thing I told them was, we saw this, right? I mean, in mm. our very, very first meeting, and I remember it was May 16, I think, in, in Ilocos, the bubble. We did the, already this visioning exercise. And I said, I want you to picture, we painted p- clearly in our minds a picture of, I asked them, what is success going to look like? Of course, success in, in sports is winning a championship. So I, I said, I want you to see that very clearly in your mind. So we painted that picture very clearly. And then I said, okay, now that that's there, now forget it. Now let's focus on what we need wow. to do, because so, so that's the paradox. Eh? But where, mm. nakita mo na, nakita mo, and then now going in mo. So all throughout, uh we were completely. I was completely disciplining my thinking to just okay, next year. In fact. Uh, our, if you wanted to call a, a motto or a rallying cry, after we won Game Four, we were up three-one. So many other media was asking us, "Oh, is it in the bag? Are you going to Raps?" And I kept saying, "No, we're not even thinking about championship. We're only thinking of the first six minutes of Game five. <laughs> so you lang, so you, we all know where we're going, but we are we are disciplined enough to focus on. Well, I call that W I N. What's important now? For us, you ng win it. W W I N for us is not win na panalo, it's what's important now. So yun, so that's that's how I'd answer your question. We paint the picture at the start, but then we then we focus and we train our minds to uh think about only what's important now.
0: You know, Coach, it's one thing to win the championship that you won and with the circumstances, the bubble, you and your players being away from families for so long. Um People might think, you know, like, oh, if you're in a place for so long, that's kind of—that builds familiarity with the venue, you know, not to speak for you or anything. But I think there's still nothing more familiar to these guys than Araneta or Moa, right? You can spend nine weeks at at a facility like that, which is, you know, an A-plus facility. It's still not kind of like the most familiar setting for them. That's a tremendous accomplishment as it is. But also—and you read any of the articles that have come out— the second paragraph is always, Reyes leads, talk and text to their first championship in six years. Reyes leads their championship on his first conference back. But there's nothing to Reyes does this by going through Ginebra, San Miguel, and Magnolia. Now, forget the kind of like corporate, you know, SMC side of it. Those are three really tough teams, SMC or not. Especially, you know, the teams that they fielded in this tournament. Can you walk us through a little bit nung nakita niyo yung latag nung what the bracket was gonna look like? Because, <laughs> you know, you visualize a championship but it goes through Ginebra, it goes through... All Filipino powerhouse dynasty San Miguel And down the line most likely It's gonna be Magnolia What was the coaches meeting like When you saw what the bracket looked like?
1: Very interesting actually uh, We have very we have very uh, animated coaches meetings Because uh, I'm a believer in productive conflict I don't like coaches meetings Where the head coach is talking And then I'm just asking them what they think And of course if they if you do that They're just kind of Lang nila ano gusto ni coach, and then dun ako, so no we really uh, we really uh, encourage productive conflict and i like them to really challenge our we challenge each others beliefs we have a we even have a, a tool to do that so so yun so nung nag, in, in one in that meeting i think we had already clinched number 1 and Hinebra had like two games remaining mm-hmm. sabi namin teka <laughs> believe it or not baka mag number 8 yung Hinebra Sabi ko grabe naman. So and then and then at the same time, Magnolia beat San Miguel. So they become number three, and San Miguel now is number four. Sabi ko, are you kidding me? Sabi ko. (laughs) But um, again, in the preseason, I really thought to get to the championship, we had to go by to get past two, at least two of them. One in the semis, one in the finals. I really didn't imagine that we we're going to face <laughs> three of them. I mean, who would have thought the man that Tinebra would be number eight divine in Marion normally, except they also just went through some troubles of their own. So um, I think uh before the San Miguel series, so we 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 ha- we we beat Tinebra and now we're about to play San Miguel and we have a fantastic uh, training camp, we had 10 days before the the playoffs Uh, and we really did full training camp, two a days we got uh, todo workout sessions, lifting and all that because we wanted our players in the playoffs different from who they were in the elimination round. In fact, our trainer said these guys, the the others will be surprised how strong and, and quick these guys are in the playoffs so it was a great training camp and then we beat Ginebra and then as uh, we are preparing for San Miguel, we find out Kelly has tested positive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we're playing the biggest big man on <laughs> campus and our, and our primary big man defender who we took out of retirement
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> to, to battle <laughs> June March is not going to be with us for at least the first four games. They huh? go, wow. But I don't know if you, I, I can't remember, but I think I tweeted that. I tweeted, good rain knows when to fall at the perfect time. And that's from Squid Games. <laughs> so uh, what I thought was perhaps this was, yeah, it was a big blow. But if it, it's a matter of perspective, uh, we can take a look at it that way. But we can also take a look at the, the fact that uh, Poi may not be as athletically gifted as Kelly or you know physically strong but he has better all-around offensive skills. So I was thinking maybe he will give Junmar more problems. And that, that's what happened. And credit to my players, they they never wavered. I mean, we showed them a way how we can compete against San Miguel, that there, there was a chance that we would beat them. Remember... Ka nila kami sa elimination. No? Right. So, I was two, just going to bring no, it up. So it <laughs> and they didn't even have or kakandating lang ni Kabagnot no. And now they had the complete lineup. Everyone was healthy. Everyone was playing well. So they had really built. Uh, they had a perfect build-up for 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 this playoff run. And then we lose Kelly. So that was again. It was a, a test in us just being in the moment and not thinking about wow, kung tayo dito. You know, so uh, just getting ahead of ourselves. So we just kept staying in the moment. We win game one. And then we we, we we were blowing them out in game two. And then they made a big comeback, right? And everyone was so upset when we lost. Everyone was upset. The people around us, even our management, to be very honest. And then I said, wait, 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 wait. What's going on? If I had told you before this series we're going to lose kelly and the series after two games will be tied one all masaya <laughs> kayo o malungkot
0: lahat
1: <laughs> sila <laughs> masaya <laughs> oh one all naman ngayon eh sabi ko so you know let's so let's let's it's, it's it's really a matter of perspective a lot of times so um i think that's what helped us our ability to just stay present focusing on on the things that matter and again that the tension that paradox of giving into your emotion but not getting carried away by it so i think maybe because of my training as a business corporate and a, and a life coach i i know how to allow the players to to feel their emotion to let it go but not let it carry them so i think that's 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 what carried us through and and we win the the in game 7 against uh San Miguel and and now it's another problem with uh, Magnolia and remember by in San Miguel when Kelly was about to come back P- poy fractures his cheekbone but again we we he, he puts on a mask he plays, and and you know we find a way uh, and then as we're coming into these uh into the finals Kelly this pass him acts up uh, troy rosario gets the large bad fall dislocates his uh, and we still have a fractured cheekbone with with poi. and the others minor injuries there in the course of the game but those three major ones were were very uh, alarming for us but again still still the same There's, I wish I could give you some brilliant uh, you know secret earth shattering <laughs> Secret, but there's none. It's just that the ability to okay uh, this happened, w- uh, w- what are we going to do about it? It's I don't like the idea of of sweeping things under the rug to say, okay lang yan. Kaya natin yan. Hindi, hindi okay yan. yan, Nangyari nga ito. So anong gagawin? Pero anong gagawin natin? And I think that's hopefully that's the kind of culture that we're trying to build that there's a lot of things going around us we we really can't control, but, but so but we what we, we can do is we can control how we how we tackle what it is that is happening to us. So I, I think that's the basically the the lesson in this series, how we were able to go through that what you call that that ringer, that SMC ringer. <laughs> they're, they're really, really tough. They're deep. They're well coached. They're well constructed. I mean I think we were just a little bit better in every series
0: against them. It it, it really became, you know, an exercise of problem solving for you throughout this run. And I'm curious, the what was it, eight, nine years um that you weren't coaching in the PBA, was there a difference? Is there a different way maybe that Coach Shot from nine years ago would have approached this challenge, this particular challenge, whether it's stylistically, whether it's X's and O's, whether it's from a Leadership mm. maturity perspective What would you say is The biggest difference If at all Or is it You know parang Nine years ago And, and now I, I'm me I'm Chot Reyes. Like parang I'm I had eight championships Before this Or are you asking me uh, About changes yeah.
1: No I would hope so I would hope that I'm a much different coach Now than I was Nine years ago Because if I'm very, I really take pride in my, uh, being a lifelong learner in, in having a growth mindset. And that's one of the very first things that we talk to our team, uh, having a growth mindset. And as you will see how Brian Herwella brought from day one, he was with me, Kim Montalbo to the way he plays now. And that's, that's what gives me a lot of pride. Uh, Kubuntin, Dave Marcelo from the time they came here and how they're playing now. Right. So, um, Yes, I would think that there is a difference. I would think that I have grown. Hopefully, I've become better uh, as a coach, both uh, emotionally, psychologically, mentally, and, and tactically. Um, but when I was gone those nine years, I was never far away from the game. I was always uh, keeping tabs on, on the PBA. Um, I was always keeping tabs, doing some basketball-related work while I was doing a lot of other non-basketball-related work, right? But I think my development and my exposure and and uh, the learning I picked up in those nine years outside of of basketball all have helped me, because I I think this 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 victory in the bubble really was uh, was uh, an exercise in in dealing with uncertainty more than anything else because that's that that's what was so difficult in this bubble. Somebody asked me. Uh, what makes this special and i said it's a different kind of special because it's a very different tournament it's a tournament unlike any other first there was the uncertainty whether matutuloy ba or hindi we went <laughs> to a training camp in ilocos for two weeks and then up oh, postponed so wala na naman. and then we okay tuloy na. so we went back for to ilocos training camp and then wala na, hindi, hindi na naman daw. So <laughs> So and then now we went to uh, Batangas, to Malaraya for uh, for that. that th- we had three training camps in the preseason, believe it or not. So finally, and then when we were already playing, we got stopped again, right? We couldn't play anymore here in Metro Manila. So we had to go to, a, so that kind of uncertainty. And then when you're in the bubble, the unpredictability of the situation, they would release the schedule to us every week. <laughs> kububas, di ba, lang mo? Di ba ganun sa <laughs> Sabi ano pa but it was just the reality because we were testing every Monday RT-PCR. So the league and and this is really testament to also how uh the commissioner's office had evolved and and, and become very flexible in 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 this situation. So they would make the schedule depending on how the teams tested uh, uh, on the on the evening, we were all tested on Monday mornings, and we would get the results in the evening of Monday, RTPCR, not antigen, RTPCR, so that the league would, the commissioner's office would see, okay, which teams are, are kind of intact. And then they'd make their schedule for the week. <laughs> so now, Tuesday, Monday evening, okay, alamun yung kalaban mo sa Wednesday, for Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, but next week, di mo na naman alam yan, depends. So that kind of unpredictability. Uh, and then the strain of on game day you're going to have an antigen test in the morning. So I was I always were was telling the people who were testing this is the bigger stress for me than the game later <laughs> 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 so, so that kind of stress and unpredictability. So you know eh, it, it's, it's, that's why for me it was a different kind of special because it's a very different uh, um, it was a very different tournament. Fortunately, I'm a big believer in agility, and I, I I talk about and I do workshops on learning agility, on emotional agility. I'm a I'm a certified agile management and Scrum coach. I mean, I I do this I do this for a living. Uh, uh, agile, I do agile for a living. So um, so it was something that okay, this was my, my I better I better walk the talk. <laughs> It, it's not all. It's not all uh, theory now. It was actually practice. So we we figured out ways in in the way we play in our systems in our in our routines uh, how to build flexibility and versatility into the team. And I hope in the way we play, you saw that. I hope people saw how versatile this team could become. How we could go big. We could go small. We could go fast. We could press. We could you know, so I I, and I think that was very very important. So from twelve uh, from nine years ago to today, uh, I, I would certainly hope I'm a, I'm a much different coach, hopefully better. But what really helped me were the experiences, uh, and a lot of those experiences were on basketball. Just just being able to to grow my own skills and my own agility, learning agility, emotional agility. Uh, and mental and, and all of those things. So, that's
0: yeah, what... coach, you, you know, I I want to pick up on two things that that you touched on. Now, one, obviously the agility, and and second, turning theory into practice. So let's kind of like kind of, turn the theory and see how that applied literally to basketball. Whether it's X's and O's or the one thing that I really noticed was the rotation, and. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a product of you having to be agile, or this was really kind of like parang what you wanted to to do uh, in from one of those three training camps. But you mentioned some names, no? Um, Glenn Kubuntin was drafted years and years ago in the PBA, and I mean this as a compliment to to Glenn. Forgotten, forgotten. Right? There there's a universe where we we never see Glenn Kubuntin in the PBA again. Brian Horwella. How many trade articles are there about Brian Horwella out there? He always performs, right? He's an above-average PBA point guard. For some reason, can't stick to a team. Um, you talk about your rookies, right? You talk about—we'll we'll talk about Mikey later on, but you know, um, you, you talk about Kib. I mean, that's that's a rookie, and and, and I'm looking at the Kib minutes while I'm <laughs> while I'm watching this, and then Mikey taka on the sideline, There you go, oh, good shots, really. He's really letting Kib go, huh? <laughs> so, again, this is a big playoff game. And Kib is, you know, an, an undersized guard playing a lot of minutes for Coach Chot Reyes. Okay. Dave Marcelo, I don't want to talk about because I did Dave Marcelo when we were in high school right in front of my father. <laughs> and I'll never forgive Dave Marcelo for that. And Dave knows this, okay? So I have no love whatsoever for Dave. But the rotations, Coach, I mean, how much of that is a product of, as you say, you know, Kelly, Poi, and Troy, that front court getting different levels of injuries. How much of it is? I don't know who's gonna test positive on any given day. A lot of my guys have to be ready. Or is it, you know, cause to be frank, coach, uh, a, f- a few years ago, uh, a decade and a half ago, if I was a PBA rookie and a coach Chot Reyes team, what was before the game? Cause most likely, <laughs> hindi eh. hindi mababad, eh. it's, uh, it was a, uh, Different sight to see, uh, so to speak.
1: Yeah, I, my approach to the game is not linear, my approach to the game is holistic, it's circular. If you want it, it's I'm not the coach, all oh, itong player itong kapalit mo, or I'm not a matchup coach. That player, this is his matchup on my I, I i'm not that kind of coach. I know some coaches do that and it works for them, and it's it, that works for them. That's fine, it, it's, a, it's a different system. That's fine. Well I'm not that way because my approach to the game is that it is a live breathing human that's why when we call even when we run our pick and roll we don't even call it two man game for me a pick and roll of pick and roll is a five man game mm-hmm. uh, because everyone is move everyone has a as a role so hindi ako kasi na, coach so uh, you will find sometimes I'll have Kib, like you say Kib Montalvo maybe I'll start uh, Kib and 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 uh, Mikey and and Roger Pugoy and then I'll send in Ryan Reyes for, for Troy Rosario. Right? Some some weird people find it weird. But for me, it's um, like I said, with the, the kind of team that we've built and the agility that we have built into the team, we're 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 looking at the situation. We're checking out what are what is the other team doing, what are the problems we're solving, what are the problems that we're facing, what do we need to do now? Do we need to quicken the pace? Do we need to we need more rebounding? We need whatever. So then I just have the players that I know can do these things, and we really intentionally wanted to get flexible multi move position or whatever skilled players because because that's how we're going to play <laughs> we're not too, we're not too scientific or precise in that sense, but but we want to be able to do a lot of things. now the the problem there is maybe we be a jack of old age and master of none. That, that's really a uh, that's really a a, a threat uh, in in the way we're trying to do things. So we want to make sure that there is a discipline man, to the to the gulo. there's a there's a method to the madness. So uh, we're very big on on those things. you know, I mean yes, you're you're allowed to do whatever you want, you'll see. Boy, am shooting this. Even your boy Dave Marcello will shoot this from time to time. And Brian Herwella, and we we'll said, Brian, why, why did you shoot that? I'm open, Coach. Why do you think you're open? They really leaving you open. So that's always a running joke among ourselves. But, um, but in the end, it's it's trust. Uh, and Kib will be the first to tell you. It's it's he knows that. The, he, uh, I, he has my full trust. And sometimes I'll play him a lot of minutes. Like you say, sometimes he will hardly play. In game one of the finals, I didn't play Dave Marcelo a single minute. And then he came in, he played very well in game two. And then he played very well in, in game four. So, so yun lang. Eh. Dapat yung usapan namin malinaw. Basta tayo, team tayo. We have 15 guys. And we will play the players who we think will give us a bet, the best chance of winning. Sometimes that will mean... Ikao Kelly, you're not playing well. Okay, you muna. Or Jason, you're you're sitting on Last night, Mikey started the game poorly, so we pulled him right away. So uh, so y- y- yun lang yun. It's just that understanding that here we have 15 players. Don't worry about your minutes. Just worry about what can I contribute when I come in, knowing that you might be there for one minute, maybe or 10 minutes. But just make sure that you have a
0: contribution when pass uh, I'll, I'll admit to you, Coach, watching it, there were some lineups. It would buzzer, right? sub. I mean, I'm a big fan, right? So you're barely paying attention to the game. And I'm like, Wait! Wait! lang. is it big? I am mean, yelling like, at my wife, right? So my wife has the baby. I have a newborn. She's si, si like, Bea, naman, parang passively, I passively want to give it has it on TV. And she's like, um, Babe, nah, Hey, I'm Coach Chot, I'm sure he knows what what he's doing. And I'm like, de babe, may may nakamale. Walas silang big. <laughs> I was like, si Reyes mababate ka boeva. Fire, oh. was guarding tau <laughs> Yeah, and, and 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 then those lineups go on like an eight-two run. Yeah. And then other team calls a timeout. And then you come back after the timeout. And this is something that I don't see a whole lot, especially in the PBA. You pull a lineup that's that's doing well. You pull a line or you change a lineup that's going on a run. I guess anticipating. Now ah, okay, magajas. <laughs> na ubus ko yung gulat ko. Magajas, uh, magajas, magajas na sila sa si And I was like, oh okay, this is you know this is really interesting. Um, that aside, that just exposes what what I know right or what I don't know right. And from this point forward, I learned to trust you more with the, with the rotations. <laughs> But when, when you say you have a team of 15 guys, everyone has a buy in, there's no, there's no egos from, from what it sounds like. How much of that is your Hall of Famer, your multiple time awarded best player in, in, in the PBA multiple times, Jason Castro? How much of it is because of Jason's attitude, the way he carries himself and the way he, he allows for 14 other guys to shine? Because, Coach, I mean, you and I, without having to name names, you and I know there are far less talented players than Jason Castro who would not allow, would not allow the type of situations that Jason found himself in for the betterment of the team.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm a big believer in shared leadership. Even in our very successful uh, token text teams in the past, you will notice the shared leadership is the, the leadership was always carried not only by me, but I, I really give a lot of responsibility to guys before like Jimmy, Harvey, uh 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 Radidel, right? we, we had it was shared leadership. So that's a big part because the the other players will get their cue from from those leaders. And that's why for me, uh and I say this as well to executives, you really must spend the majority of your resources and your time and your thinking in designing your team.
0: Mm.
1: Make sure you have a well designed team. The what is your what are what are the things uh, that you want to do? Do you have the right people? Because if you did not design, if you have you if, if you failed in that regard, no amount of brilliant coaching will make you win. <laughs> That's too late. So we really we really do that. That's why I I pulled Kelly out of retirement because he was going to be one of those. So that's that's that I knew I, I was, uh, I had Jason and I knew Ryan was still going to be around. And I did one more because we, because we needed to share that leadership. So uh, that was the Kelly was the, the third uh, guy there. And uh, you're right, they, they get their cue from that. And in fact, uh, Herwella was just telling me last night and he was saying, you know, coach, the difference here. I mean, I like you say the most traded. You know, very good, nice story about Brian. He's never signed a multi-year contract. All wow. the contracts he's signed in his career are one-year deals. So I said, Brian, congratulations. I'm giving you three. Wow, coach. <laughs> yeah, three more months. <laughs> so, so, what he the You know, the one thing I noticed, here, coach. Kasi sa lahat ng team pinupuntahan ko, pinapagalitan kami, nasisigawan naman kami ng coach, ganun, wala man problema. Pero dito kasi, kung kung gaano ka magalit sa akin at gaano ka magalit kay Kim, ganun din yung galit mo kay Jason at saka kay Kelly. Mm. So sabi niya, ah, okay pala to. And, and that's the power of shared leadership. So now the other players see, si, si Jason pinagalitan ni coach, si Kelly pinagsabihan ni coach and and he took it. Sabi lang ni Jason, my body I'll just be better and and so now what are they showing? They're showing accountability. Accountability is a very big part of our team model. And so we don't talk about accountability. I just told them at the start, you know, what what it means and what it what, what I expect. But we live it. We show it. And we show it by, by the example of the other leaders, by Jason and Kelly and, and Ryan. And uh, so that's how culture is built, right? the players see that every day in practice they see every single day same thing how hard ryan works how hard uh, how early jason comes to practice and how how much time kelly devotes to his conditioning so they see that there's no more there's nothing i can say that is more powerful than than the example <laughs> of those uh, leaders and, and they then see they'll see uh, mikey williams i mean uh, i i i wasn't posting anything because in, in finals I I don't really post uh, except for the other things I do outside basketball but uh I have a video of of how how uh serious Mikey is on game on on his on in the weight room on the day before the game so we played like yesterday was Friday we had a game on Wednesday and he was in the weight room on Thursday evening after practice so so but these are the this is how you build culture the the repeated uh behavior when, when people see this behavior repeatedly, and you can There's you cannot talk about that so much you just voila, they. it has to be in the behavior and, and you behavior. have
0: to be there yeah, yeah. I, I I remember being on a zoom uh i I think it was one of your one of in between one of your trips to Ilocos I was in a zoom with with boy and Pogoi. And, kina ang sa osilang sa, kaka-awilang nila. Oh, kamos sa ilokos, kamos sa ilokos, kamos sa training kaka coach shot, kama sa na coach coach shot. And, y- yung dalawa and, you know, this is an audio podcast, but, you know, I'm sorry you guys can't see it. But, yung dalawa, lalapit lang yung mukha sa camera tas sa bila sa. Brad. Brad. <laughs> and I go, ano, ano? I'm yun ang basketball player, na pa kayo. Tas sila parang, Brad. Brad. <laughs> Two a day two a day isipi mo yung two a day yung isa magaan hindi <laughs> todo yung todo yung dalawa and then si si boy was saying paano ako magreklamo si Kelly Williams two yeah. weeks ago r- retired yun <laughs> eh, yung, pa- yung pangalawang practice full sprint and syempre ako full sprint <laughs> so okay, you know, okay. it's it, it all comes together Coach I mean what you're saying it's it's not anything that's surprising obviously because me personally I'd heard it from the other guys I've I've long been spying uh, into the the TNT camp, whether it was through <laughs> Coach Yuri or some of your players. Um, but you know, you, you talked about you talked about Mikey, right? Uh, and uh, I think that Mikey Williams is I think that Mikey Williams is a revelation here, right? Because he's really come out and at the start of the conference, I remember I think it was his first game, and people were like, "Ah, eh, but bust lato lato uh, fancy lang fancy lang galang ma lang ma lang <laughs> yeah. and then and then he has a good game and people are like oh, okay another good game magaling 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 and then he does it all through the playoffs and the finals and now people are saying ah <laughs> <laughs> ibato ibato was that something you guys knew on draft night? Was that something that you guys knew scouting him? Are you guys parang? I mean, at the draft, right? Like parang he 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 falls, you guys have that pick. Are you guys laughing? Parang tumatawa kayo? like parang pa' pa nila sa Williams Like what was the excitement level pre acquiring Mikey and did he exceed your expectations or did you guys know that this was the guy that you were going to get?
1: We knew his talent. We knew, we knew the level uh, of his talent and we knew how perfect of a fit he would be in our system. So we were very happy. I don't know if we were laughing, but we were very happy, uh, <laughs> of course, uh, that 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 we got him. But to be very honest, if somebody like Malonzo fell into, into our we'd, we'd still be Tana, you know. I think for us to just be able to get up into the top 4. But again if you ask me really uh, at the top of our list was Mikey because of just uh being a, a point guard and and the, the skills that he has with the ball and, and all of that uh, I thought was was something that is you know special. So and then we had uh he he struggled because he didn't come in early enough right because he uh, he stayed and uh, rightly so, because when we were thinking if we bring him here and it's so uncertain, we don't know when to start, we're not even allowed to work out. But there were periods where we were just mm. sitting at least in America, in LA, At least, sa Amerika, sa LA, at least right. there he was okay, keeping himself in shape. He was playing games, so on and so forth. But still, when I kept telling him, "Yeah, pero iba yung PBA." Until you feel the PBA, iba yung PBA. <laughs> Hindi lang basketball yung PBA, diba? It's physical. Gulangan, diba? Those little things. But the best thing that happened to Mikey was being guarded by uh, Chris Ross in the semifinals. I think he really grew as a a basketball player in, in the semis. Because Chris Ross was stopping everything he was doing. He'd drive to his right, Chris Ross would draw a charge. He'd pull up on his left, Chris Ross would block his shot. I mean, Chris Ross was just Shutting Mikey Williams down. And it took him, I think, four or five games before he figured out how he could get his shots. But again, that was a team effort because we had to make Roger and uh, Jason play so well that Coach Leo Osea had to eventually shift Chris Ross to Jason. Mm-mm. So now he had to now essentially pick his poison. So he had to put Chris Ross on one of those three. When we we play them together, when we have them at the same time on the floor, he had to put Chris on one of those three guys, and uh, the few times that uh, he that uh, he wasn't on Mikey, Mikey was able to get his shot, his rhythm, his, his you know his choke going, and uh, so even when they brought him Chris back to Mikey, major alam nanya, I think towards the latter part of the series, and and that was the momentum that. Uh, Mikey needed to have that, that great finals uh,
0: series. Yeah, people see the steals from from Chris, um, and, I, and I, obviously, those make the highlights, right? And people talk about his improved shooting because I mean, really, the 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 shooting from from C. Ross is is night and day. Like I seriously believe an alien took the old Chris Ross and gave us another mm-hmm. one that could shoot threes because before. He, I I think we talked to him and we're like, your first year in the PBA three conferences, you made one three. Um, and now he's like a 40% shooter. It's crazy. But what I think what people don't understand, unless you're a point guard trying to get by him, is that on ball defense is a one man defensive scheme, which leads me, which leads me to ask you, coach, during your time away, as you said, and, and I know you, like you, you're addicted to the game in the sense that it doesn't matter if it's a PBA game or because I've seen you do this in your office or if or show or on TV someone shows like parang a, a high school game or or a, a UAAP game that is 30 points tambak back in the third quarter like you can't help it your attention goes there you watch you study so I know you're watching the PBA that entire time right and I know you're watching it with a particular eye but when you're now coaching against these guys, is there anyone that kind of surprised you? Is there anyone that you're like, oh, I, don't know I thought he was good, but I didn't know he was this good because it's a different scenario, I guess, watching them and it's another scenario game planning against them?
1: No, quite a lot. Um, uh, Chris, let's just. I've already had very, very high... I, I've long ago said that, you know, the heart and soul of, of San Miguel, the I mean, the key, the, the big man, of course, is is Junmar. But the one that makes that engine run is Chris Ross. Mm. And that's why for us, he was the guy. And still, when I coached against him, they, he was still doing a lot more things that that, that even, even in my high regard for, for C. Ross, he still did so many things that had that uh, really uh, surprised me um, and i actually told him after game 7 i said it was an honor coaching against you i told uh, C. Ross himself uh, and uh, that was the, that's one of the guys another guy that that really surprised me because we played him very early was wami wami johnson he, he he was I, I i i i've known wami since high school he was playing with ice <laughs> with my son ice He's been a special talent all throughout, but you know, in the PBA, where yeah, you're good, you're you're one of them. You're not really special, but and then we tried to play him, and we tried different defensive schemes against him, and he was always finding a way to beat it and score against us. So, so yeah, that that guy is 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 really really good. That guy is off the top of my head, somebody uh, I can say who really surprised me. Uh, Perkins is one such other guy mm. uh, Just their ability And, and be, when people surprise me It's not because of their ability to score or rebound But it's the other things they do on the floor It's those other things Those little extra things that they do And how much better they make their teams How well they hold their their, their team together So uh, maybe off the top of my head Those are guys I can think of
0: you know, from a, from a talent, uh, perspective, the, the, the PBA has always been the destination for, for the best players, right? And, and, you know, I, I wanted to get your take on this because not just of your extensive PBA experience, but of your extensive corporate executive leadership experience, um, with, Now, kind of like other options being there for guys in college. There's rumors that guys in the PBA are getting offers to go to, to Japan and, and so on and so forth. This isn't necessarily a what should the PBA do question, because I think that that's a, that's a 15 day conversation. We have to kind of enter a bubble to kind of really sort that out, um, because it's, it's a very complex, uh, and it's a very multi layered, uh, situation, but, What's what's your general take on on that phenomenon happening now? Um, of on one side, look, players get opportunity, players get exposure. Coach Shot, you're one of the proponents. Even Gilas training abroad—that's one thing. They're the national team. Your teams, your PBA teams, have always always trained abroad, right? The, the whole reason we met Tab Baldwin is because, and he shared this story on this podcast, is because. He was co- he coordinated a gym for you guys, and you said, "Coach Tab, can you run defense with my team?" Because you value international exposure. Coach Tab said, "You know, Chot's a really nice guy. I would have never done that to to my team. That's not something I would ever do." And I was like, "Well, well, there you go. That's Coach Chot for you." So on one side, there's that, right? On on, on the other end from a from a product perspective the PBA obviously wants to have still the best talent available playing in the local league so it's it's it, and obviously you're you're in a delicate position as a as a head coach um but with all of this happening and it seems like the momentum's just going to pick up what's your take on on the whole B league phenomenon
1: um I'm not surprised because it's been happening globally in every industry all over the world. I mean, right. that, that's what globalization does, right? So it was just a matter of time for it to come to the PBA. And I think we are, we're kidding ourselves if we say that it's not going to happen. It, it was going to happen, I, I and now it's here. So several things. Um, we did it in the PBA. We brought in Asian imports a couple yeah, of years ago. correct, right? We did, right? And so for me, the, the, again, a lot of things... Beyond our control, there's nothing I can do as a basketball, as a PBA coach about it. But what I can control, though, is the environment in my team to make mm. our culture and our environment so so engaging for the players that they won't want to leave. And it's not only a question of money. Case in point, Roger Pogoy expired contract. Uh, Troy Rosario about to expire. And they had, they had the offers dangled in front of them from Japan. And there was a very real... Um, or possibility that that we would lose them uh, so there was nothing we could offer that would match the number the dollar sign there's nothing we could offer except but the one thing we could offer are the other things you know how, how we are family here how all of those things and Roger signs and Troy signs so we have those two guys for the next three years they're not going anywhere and I would imagine the same thing I think now the guy uh that's on the cusp is Poi, Poi Eram. So, so, again, there's a lot of things. The offers of the other country, of Japan or whoever, there's nothing we can do about that. But but we have to make them feel so happy playing here that they're willing to give up a difference of a few thousand dollars monthly to stay here, to stay with their family, with their kids, and because they like it here, and because they know that they are growing and developing here. For for, for players, that's very, very important.
0: That's Coach number corporate that happens all the time, right? All the time, yeah. I mean, there's a better paying job out there, but I'm happy in my company. Yeah. I'm exactly. staying here. Exactly.
1: And you're willing to give up that high paying, uh, the, the few uh, tens of thousands more because you're happy where you are. And why are you happy? Not because... You have a nice boss, not because the camaraderie is but because here, you make a difference. Here, right. you matter, di ba? right? And so that's what we're making the players feel. Here, they make a difference. Here, they matter. Their voice is heard. They can say what they want. They can call their own place. They can say, no, coach, that, that, that's not working. Why don't we do this? Okay, kayo bahala, di ba? so that's that So that, that's how we're doing it from our end. But I think also, and yes, the PBA has to come together. The the governors have to come together and meet. But it's also a systemic issue. The entire ecosystem has to come together. And I hope uh, I don't get into trouble with you guys for saying this. But media, uh, especially the sports media and the bloggers and, and uh, whoever has a podcast, also have to do their jobs. Because some of them, and I'm not saying all, again, uh, I'm just say, sp- speaking my piece here. I'm not saying all, but there are some, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, Nico, who are saying, who are painting the picture that PBA is the culprit, na PBA yung masama, forgetting that all of us, and I, I'm part of it, all of us in sports media, I'm part of sports media, uh, we work together. All of us in sports media in the Philippines, how, how much do we owe? having our podcast, having our own blog, having our own following to the PBA. Right. If the PBA was not there, the type of pollutant? If right. the PBA I- was not there, walang gilas. <laughs> if, if everything that we are doing in basketball now, we owe to this league. So yes, you can point out the flaws of the system. It's not perfect. It has its problems. But hopefully in, in your delivery, you just have this more balanced perspective. Nah, okay, we're these, but also don't forget to 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 talk about the positives and and the contribution of the PBA to to Philippine society, to the economy, to 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 your jobs, diba so, <laughs> to, to our bank you know. accounts, <laughs> to yeah, to our to, paychecks. <laughs> I mean, if there was no PBA, I, it, it, it's going to have it's going to be difficult to have a sports podcast that's right and you know
0: and i'll be the first i'll be the first to tell you like i throughout my my long run in in the media have been there are multiple times that i fall on the nice or naughty list on the pba office because of because of probably my opinions and how uh, cavalier i am about sharing it but I, I, and I do hope this is a great opportunity that you've kind of presented me and I thank you for it. I do hope it's because it's this. If I didn't care about the PBA. I wouldn't say anything about the PBA. Now you're right. Now you're right in holding me accountable in when you say, eh, pero Nico, if you're going to go and point out what is so obviously flawed about the PBA that everyone is trying to fix, by the way, then you should also be a productive kind of contributor to the conversation, as opposed to, "Ah, and then I'm just gonna walk away. So, so you're right. I mean, there's, there's a responsibility on, on, that's why I said we should all enter kind of like a 15 day bubble to help (laughs) sort this out. And a lot of this is rooted because, and I think, you know, even people who are maybe frustrated with, with the league is because there's true, and I mean this not to be corny, there's love for the league. There is true love for the PBA. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, you coming back and talking text doing this, um, is, is, is I think, a, a great big step forward and being able to complete, uh, a, a conference the way the PBA did, being so agile, being so versatile. Previous, you know, you can find different points in time in the history of the PBA where agility and versatility and openness to last minute changes weren't the strengths of the league and and, and I think yeah. though that this is a landmark moment for for the PBA and you know bring on Japan bring on Japan bring on yeah. and, and to, to on. the guys to, to the guys in Japan guess where you'll be playing in, in a couple of years yeah this <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it has to be figured out and uh, but you know Coach, you being back uh, in the league though is—I'm uh, sure—it feels like home for you, especially carrying that big championship trophy. Uh, but it feels like home to so many of us watching as well, because it's like, okay, okay, things feel right in the world again. <laughs> Coach short is t- coaching, talk and text, and winning championships. So, Coach, I, I appreciate you being so so candid, being so honest as always. Congratulations on the championship. I promised I wouldn't take too much of your time on your first day back at home. Uh but you but you did this with us and um it's it's something we appreciate. I will say this though, as a as a final piece, Coach Chot. I've had a couple of your players on this podcast before, from Jimmy to Jared to Gabe. Everyone has everyone has their coach shot story. Na na sila na pagalit <laughs> Uh Jimmy has the best impersonation. I think he I think he gets your your cadence uh, the best. But but everybody always says whether it's on record or, or off record, they're not the player they are and they're not the man they are if they didn't play for you. And uh, anytime I talk to you, I understand that more and more. Uh, so thanks for making time and uh, I appreciate you doing this.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me, Nico.
0: I want a million lives. I want a billion profits when all that I got is a villainous mind. I keep a real in the pocket while you hear the venomous lies. I do not speak like a prophet because I got a million styles. Let's see what's really inside. Pulling over in the whip, flying out
1: another trip.